The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is October 18th and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Today I will be recapping the 2021 preseason for our rookie class. That's right, it came and went just like that. But it was very insightful to see the progress they made and the playing time they received. So let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. Now, I can start with the good news or I can start with the bad news. (laughs) Um, It's mainly bad news because the preseason has ended and now it was time for teams to cut down on their rosters. So a lot of mainly undrafted rookies were waived by the teams. But you know what? I'm going to start things on a positive note first. And I'm going to start with the recap of our rookies and their stats in the preseason. Let's start off positive, okay. (laughs) First I'll break it down by the categories, but then I'll go over the top 15 rookies through the preseason. Now for our preseason leaders and points, through the halfway point where I did last week was Trey Murphy, but Jared Butler has surpassed him. Jared Butler is the leader in points with 18, Trey Murphy, 17.5, James Booknight, 15.8, Bones Highland, 15.2, and Chris Duarte, 13.8. Leaders in rebounds, Micah Potter with 11, Alperin Sengun, 7.8, Evan Mobley, 7.6, Jericho Sims, 7.3, and surprisingly, Josh Giddy at 7. That's really good for Josh Giddy to be having two average seven rebounds per game. Uh, now for assist. Scotty Barnes still is the leader in that category with 5.6. Josh Giddy again with 5.0. Bones Highland, 4.6. Jared Butler, 4.3. And Kevin Pangos, 3.5. Our leaders in blocks are Evan Mobley, 1.6. Alperin Sengun, 1.5. Jalen Suggs, 1.3. Scotty Barnes, 1.2. And Isaiah Jackson, 1.0. 1.0. That's all first-round picks right there. Next in steals, Aaron Henry with 1.8. Justin Champagny with 1.6. Aaron Wiggins, 1.5. Carleek Jones, 1.5. <laughs> I got some news for Carleek Jones for you later in the show, so that's why I, <laughs> I paused for a second. But we'll get to that later. And final leader in steals, Franz Wagner with 1.5. Now, leader in minutes, no need to name all five. I'll just say the number one leader in minutes was Trey Murphy with 29.5. Now, the top 15 rookies in the preseason. Uh, As far as points, like I said, Jared Butler topped that. But for me, um, my number one rookie still is Trey Murphy, the third. He finished averaging 17.5 points per game. Six and a half boards per game, two assists per game. So, you know, every game he played, played well, showed that he is not only an NBA player, but a starter for an NBA team. 
And that's what that's that's the goal. That's what every team wants to see out of their rookies that they draft. Trey Murphy showed that and clearly was the best in my book. Second, I have Jared Butler, who did surpass him in points with 18, but uh, he only had that four assists per game. And you want to see that get a little bit higher, but you still can't knock it too much because he played very well in the preseason and he even had one steal per game. So uh, it's it's a 1A, 1B. Uh, they both really impressed me. And Jared Butler did only play three games. Trey Murphy played four. So I, that's why I give Trey Murphy the nod. Now, next, I'm going to have to say Bones Highland is my third-ranked player. He averaged 15.2 points per game, four, four rebounds per game, and 4.6 assists per game, and almost a steal per game. Uh, Bones Highland, ball out of control. And like I said, he played so well, I wouldn't be surprised if – I would be surprised if he started from day one, but shortly thereafter – I believe he might crack the starting lineup because this kid is too good. Um, but they might want to, you know, ease him in there. But he's, he's played great in this preseason. You have to love it. And I don't think it was expected for him to be this good this soon. So his prospects are very intriguing for me throughout the regular season. Um, number four, I'm going to go with Chris Duarte. Chris Duarte average. 14 points per game, three boards per game, two assists per game. But more importantly, he just looks like a smooth veteran player out there. And that was to be expected because of his age. But I just loved every part of his game. Uh, Next, I'm going to go with Josh Giddy. He averaged 13.5 points per game, seven rebounds per game, five assists per game. That is really, really, really good. it's not much I can't say about Josh Giddy. He um, exceeded expectations on my part. I'm sure even for OKC, you know, I'm sure this was a swing for the fences because they did not land a top five pick in this draft. Not a lot of people thought Josh Giddy was going in the top 10, and they took him at six, and he's produced and put up all-around numbers. So uh, the ceiling is the roof, as Michael Jordan likes to say for Josh Giddy, and I'm um, very proud of him and his production thus far. Next, I'm going to go with James Booknight. He averaged 15.8 points per game, one steal per game. And, you know, he's just a bucket getter. When Terry Rozier went down with the injury, that was, allowed him to get a little bit more minutes. He played great for the Hornets team. And, you know, I've mentioned plenty times, I believe he can be Devin Booker-esque, you know, in the future. Uh, That's just how good of a scorer he is. So that's why I have James Booknight as number six. Number seven on my list, have to go to probably the most famous rookie (laughs) in this draft class, and that's Jalen Green. He averaged 13.2 points per game, almost four rebounds per game, almost a steal per game. And like I said in the first week recap, it just seems like he's coasting out there because he's ready for the regular season. In summer league, you know, he was getting over 20 points per game. So um, I'm sure he could have done that in the preseason if he wanted. He did only he played 28 minutes per game, so that's that's a good amount of minutes. But uh, the the shots weren't really there for him. Uh, he averaged four 
field goals made per game. So I do think that will ramp up in the regular season and he'll be playing with better talent around him. And that'll, I think that'll open up more opportunities for him. So Jalen green, number eight is my guy, BJ Boston. You know, a lot of people didn't think much of him coming out of college because he did not play well at college in Kentucky, but he's our number eight prospect, even though he was drafted in the fifties, barely drafted. Uh, He averaged 12 points per game, three rebounds, two and a half assists in the preseason and just showing everything he can do with this Clipper team. And as far as everyone I've named so far, he's played the least amount of minutes, only 21 minutes per game in comparison to other players that are playing close to 30 and his numbers are right there with them. So, I mean, imagine if he had even more minutes, I'm very excited to see BJ Boston play for this Clippers team. You know, Kawhi Leonard is not there. They do still have a lot of veteran talent talent that will be starting over him. But, you know, if this team uh, starts losing a lot of games, I could see BJ Boston getting a lot of minutes. Or if BJ Boston is just killing it in practice, I think the coaches will have to eventually put him in the lineup because, I mean, for him to be the eighth ranked prospect in preseason because of his play when he was drafted in the 50s, that's just tremendous growth and development by B.J. Boston already. <clears throat> the next leading score is Mitch Ballack, but he only played one game, so I do not include players that only played one game. So I will go straight to Davion Mitchell, average 11 and a half points per game and over one steal per game, three assists per game. And I really think Davion will blossom. It just depends on his minutes on the real Sacramento Kings team, but you know, he's pretty ready to go. Um, It's not much he needs to do except for get minutes and get more experience out there with his official Sacramento Kings team. Number 10 is Cam Thomas average 10 and a half points per game and one assist per game need to get. That's one thing about Cam Thomas. He needs to work on is those assists. And he only had two and a half rebounds per game, too. So he's mainly a points guy. And he's kind of like Jalen Green for just a point guard instead of a shooting guard. But uh, his minutes were limited to under 13 per game because they weren't really needed. I mean, we know what Cam Thomas is going to do when he gets out there and he gets minutes and opportunities to run the point. He's going to produce, put up a lot of points and not much else. But... Uh, those points are very important. You know, he impressed James Harden. James Harden said, you know, he was a better, he is, a, Cam Thomas is a better scorer than James Harden was when he came out of college. So, and to be an understudy to James Harden and Kevin Durant and possibly Kyrie Irving if he comes back, it's only up from here for Cam Thomas. And if Kyrie does sit out, even if it's, you know, a few weeks, half season, the whole season, Cam Thomas will have an open path for crazy development that no one expected that he would be getting this year because we all thought he would be buried on a depth chart, and he may not be. Next, you know, I have to mention Michael Potter. Through my one-week recap, he had only played one game, but at the end of the day, he ended up playing three games. His numbers stack up. 
He averaged 10 points and 11 boards per game. And that's that's good enough to be number 11 on the list. Uh, unfortunately, I have some bad news for Michael Potter. It was announced he was released by the Miami Heat, so he did not make the squad, even though he is the 11th best player stat-wise throughout the preseason. So, you know, he's a center that, you know, is not does not have that high draft capital. So even though he played better than a lot of his peers, they went with other options. So hopefully another team will pick him up because, like I said, he was the 11th best rookie stat-wise. But you never know. They may be looking for something particular, and he just doesn't fit this team. Miami, he is ready to win a championship right now, so they're not really looking for rookies. So um, I do expect Michael Potter to be picked up and at least on a G League team. <clears throat> uh, next, I want to go with my guy at number 12, Scotty Barnes. Average almost 10 points per game, five and a almost five rebounds per game and 5.6 steals per game. One steal. Wait, <laughs> if I said that twice, I'm going to correct that. Almost 10 points per game, almost five rebounds per game, five and a half assists per game, over one steal and over one block per game. So Scotty Barnes is your stat monster. If you're playing in a category league, you might want to sneak him in your draft um, because he does it all. His only issue is, how will the Raptors play him minute-wise? And I do think, at least while Siakam is out, he will get a good chunk of minutes. And if he impresses, even when uh, Siakam comes back, it's going to be hard to keep Scotty Barnes off the court. So we shall see how that goes. But love my guy, Scotty Barnes. Future star, in my opinion. Now, number 13, Alperin Sengun finally moved up into the top 15, where we know he should be. Average almost 10 points per game, almost eight rebounds per game, and one and a half blocks per game. That's what we're looking for. That's what we love to see. Uh, he just needed more minutes. He still averaged under 20 minutes in the preseason. So uh, with more minutes, those numbers would have just been even better. So you'd love to see it. Uh, he's ready for the regular season. And it all just depends on his minutes. The Rockets are a developmental team. So right now they're planning on starting Daniel Tice, but he's kind of an older veteran and he's more made for a win now team. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Alperin Sengun in that starting lineup sooner rather than later, but we shall see how things progress. Number 14, Josh Christopher, another Houston Rocket, <laughs> nine and a half points per game, almost four rebounds per game. And one assist per game. Good preseason. Could have been better. Could have been worse. You know, he's do, he, he did exactly what we expected him to do. Um, we just want to see him continue to develop and uh, all around. Uh, like I said, he's going to be point. He's kind of a tweener, point slash shooting guard. Um, but those three-point percentage needs to get up. But, you know, he, he was drafted in the 20s in the first round. He's not expected to do a ton this year, but we will see how that goes. Uh, number 15, my guy, R.J. Nimhart. Oh, but I can't name him because he only played one game. 
But I got some other news to mention about him later. So I'll skip on to Evan Mobley. Uh, Evan Mobley, the number three pick in the draft, only averaged eight points per game, but averaged seven and a half boards per game and one steal per game and one and a half blocks per game. So good all-around production in his 25 minutes per game. Uh, You just hope those numbers continue to increase and those stats get even better in the future. Now, that's my top 15. I tried to get RJ Nimhart in there, but couldn't quite do it. But I'll give a shout-out to some other guys that were honorable mention, and that's right on the cusp is Sandro Mamuklishvili for the Milwaukee Bucks. That's my guy. I love him. I hate that he's on a two-way contract. Wish he was on the regular Bucks team because I think he could get minutes behind Brooke Lopez. But he averaged 8.4 points and 6.6 boards per game. Zaire Williams stepped it up. He was playing very bad at one point, but he got some more minutes, more development, and ended up rounding out his numbers to over eight points per game. And, you know, it just looked a lot better out there. So good job, Zaire, developing, working on your game. Trey Mann, same thing, eight points per game. Uh, Let's see some other guys worth mentioning. Now, I love Aaron Wiggins. He's ranked number 31 with only six and a half points per game. Once you get past the top 20, those numbers go down. But we love Sharif Cooper, five and a half points. So not much. Um, And we have to go down always to check out our guy, Franz Wagner. Where is he ranked at the end of the preseason? He's going to find me and hurt me one day. But he's ranked number 51. Four and a half points per game, one and a half boards per game. The one good thing he does have is steals. So one and a half steals per game. But did he do anything else? Well, not really. Still rooting for you. Still rooting for you, Franz Wagner. And he will be competing for a starting role with Jonathan, while Jonathan Isaac is out. Um, him and Chuma Okiki. But uh, I had to mention my guy. I uh, also got a shout out. Josh Primo, just getting a little developmental time in there. We will see how he goes. He was ranked 37th through the preseason. Corey Kispert ranked 34. Um, If you're not in the top 20, you got a long way to go pretty much. (laughs) So, Zaire Williams and Trey Mann topped off the 19 and 20. So, that is our preseason recap of our rookies. Uh, It's unfortunate we didn't see Kay Cunningham at all. Um, But... You know, he's injured with that ankle right now, but our rookies played very well out there. So I had to give him some love. And now I'm going to move on to our mainly bad news. But, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So anyone that was waived by the current team you're on, it's not the end. You will possibly, you possibly caught the eye of another team if you played well. So it's not over. Just remember that. And if you are waived by the official team, there's a chance you can be on the G League as well. So starting with the cuts, latest cuts as of October 16th. Um, Ish, Ish Wainwright, guard for the Toronto Raptors. He was playing pretty decent for the Raptors, but they don't have that much room. Uh, to fit him in the lineup. So it's understandable why he didn't make it. They have a lot of point guards. So Ish Wainwright did not make the cut. 
Javin Delaurier, uh, power forward for the Milwaukee Bucks, waived. Olivier Saar, forward for the OKC Thunder, waived. MJ Walker, small forward, waived by the Knicks. Amir Sims, who had some a couple good games in there. Power forward for the Knicks, waived by the Knicks. Now, one bit of, you know, pretty good news. <laughs> Malik Fitz, the power forward for the Utah Jazz, signed a two-way contract. Um, so he had a camp invite, which is in Exhibit 10. He made his way onto the two-way uh, to where he will be playing with Utah's G League team and possibly could get called up to the Jazz if needed. So that's good news. More bad news from my guy Matthew Hurt. The power forward from Duke was waived by the Grizzlies. That's like the third team he's had a tryout on, and he has not made the cut. It's not looking good for Matthew Hurt. I don't know what he needs to work on. I'm guessing defense because he shoots the lights out for a power forward. You would think that would be highly coveted, but Hurt is having a tough time right now. Jordan Goodwin waived by the Wizards. Jamie Ekanik. Waived by the Wizards, Hassani Gravit, a guy that you've heard on this podcast, putting up good stats and numbers for the Orlando Magic, was waived by the Orlando Magic. So that's 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 hard to see, um, but I'm sure he will get more opportunities. Now a little bit of drop of good news again. David Duke Jr., my guy, one of my favorites. I thought he should have been drafted. Um not only just drafted, but drafted in the top 40. <laughs> so, but he went undrafted, but he has signed a two-way contract with the Brooklyn Nets when he had an exhibit 10. So he has that same opportunity to find a way onto the roster. Next waived by the Mavericks, EJ Onu. That's no surprise. He's been waived a couple times by the Mavericks. Um, RJ Nimhart who I talked about earlier, but it's good news. He signed a two-way contract with the Cavaliers, and he started with an Exhibit 10, made that to the two-way, so he could, you know, possibly be on the Cavs, depending on injuries and development. Um, so it's the thing with these rookies that are getting two-ways, it's just tough, man, especially for point guards. The point guards are so deep in the NBA. Every team has a good point guard or two. So you have a new guy coming in without the draft capital. It's really, really hard to get on a team like that. So David Duke and RJ Nimhart have a long way to go and a lot of work to do to crack that lineup. <clears throat> Next, we have Trevor and Queen, who played well for the Lakers, was waived by the Lakers. Sean D. Brown, who played well for the Lakers, was waived by the Lakers. And the triple effect of Joel Ayayi was waived by the Lakers as well. So the Lakers uh, had two of those guys, Trevlin Queen and Sean D. Brown, played very well for the Lakers. And Joel Ayayi did not. But either way, no matter how good they played, the Lakers just didn't have the roster space to keep these guys. And they decided to keep Austin Reeves. So... He was pretty much the only spot they had available. They also released uh, Mac McClung, who played well at times, mainly in the summer league. He showed signs, but in the preseason, he didn't do much. So uh, this is more of a waving, a releasing for 
because of roster space, not talent, at least with Trevor and Queen and Shondi Brown. And there is news on Joel Ayayi, who, like I said, was waived by the Lakers. He ended up being picked up by the Wizards. So he'll probably be on a two-way with the Wizards. So like I said, being waived is not the end-all, be-all. Teams are watching. Teams are taking note. If you're playing well, you have a shot. Next up, we're in October 15th now. Alex Antetokounmpo, that's Giannis's baby brother, was waived by the Raptors. Might be a spot for him on the Bucks or Lakers. <laughs> we'll see. And next we have Daisha Nix, the point guard from the G League Ignite team. He signed a two-way contract with the Rockets. That's good. Brandon Rochelle, waived by the Brooklyn Nets, unfortunately. Really like Brandon Rochelle. And LiAngelo Ball, there's a name you've heard of. He was acquired by the Hornets and waived by the Hornets like the next day. So I don't know what type of games they're playing, but um, he was waived. I'm, I think he probably will be on the G League team, but I haven't heard official word of that yet. Next, we have Macy Oteague who I like, was waived by the Utah Jazz, unfortunately. Isaiah Miller, point guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves, who I really, really like. He's from UNC Greensboro, so I support him as a North Carolina, you know, state resident. <laughs> but he was waived by the Minnesota Timberwolves, unfairly. This one surprised me. Dallas Mavericks. So they cut two guys that I really like. Baron Hunt. Well, like, you know, pretty good. He was waved. He's small forward. Okay, you have to cut for Ron? All right, fine. But Carleek Jones? Carleek Jones? Why'd you wave Carleek Jones, Dallas? Uh, he played very well in the summer league and preseason. And, you know, that hurt. Uh, but I am 100% sure he will get picked up by someone else. He played well at every opportunity he had. So, ah, that hurt. DJ Stewart, another guy who was highly touted coming out of college. He didn't get drafted, but he was right on that edge of players that might get drafted, and he was waived by the Miami Heat. <clears throat> we will see if he gets picked up. And Moses Wright, the forward from Georgia Tech, was waived by the Clippers, and he had probably the best dunk in the preseason on uh, – my guy from the Denver Nuggets, the center, uh, tall, skinny one. You know who I'm talking about. I can't think of his name right now. Um, his dad played in it. Oh, gosh, that's going to haunt me. But he dunked on him. Manu Bo's son. Bo Bo, yes. That's who it was. Moses Wright uh, dunked on Bo Bo. Gosh, just, just lost it right there. But. Uh, I really like him. You know, he, he's played on three different teams so far as far as summer league, just trying out on different teams. I thought he had found a fit with the Clippers, but they chose to go a different direction. So not great. Um, and, you know, I mentioned Mac McClung was released by the Lakers. That was on the 13th. So we're on October 13th. But, yes, he did. Um, and finally, DJ Carton was waived by the Charlotte Hornets. So that was a lot of bad news <laughs> so it was like 88 percent bad news but we had a couple of guys that still have a g league contract so that's good but uh you know 
with the good comes the bad. Our rookies had a good preseason. The ones that got minutes, it's it's crazy that some of the ones that played well, like Carly Jones, was the 32 ranked player, 32nd ranked player, was released by his team. But that's just how it goes. Sean D. Brown released by his team. He was a 24th ranked player. So I hope these guys get another shot. I'm sure they will. But that's our recap from the preseason. Uh, it's spanned from October 3rd to October 15th. And now the regular season starts on Tuesday, this October the 19th. And we cannot wait for that to start. See what our rookies do. I'll be here to cover it all for you. Thank you all for listening so much. If you like the show, subscribe, rate, review, comment, tell a friend to tell a friend about the All Rookie Podcast. And until next time, I'm out of here. Peace. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.